Welcome to the latest episode of Cool Culture Corner. We discuss ways how we can better involve our teams for better productivity, better profits, and growth. I'm your host for Cool Culture Corner, Ken Bader, and we have an awesome guest today. His name is Dave Schramm, or better yet, he's known as Dr. Dave on campus and across the country. Dave Schramm has never taken a business class in his life. He's probably a better man for it. <laughs> I've taken tons of them, and you know, I don't know if I even know anything more than Dave. He is a family scholar at Utah State University where he studies strong couple and family relationships and translates his family findings into leadership lessons and improving work cultures. For nine years, he worked for the University of Missouri before moving uh, the SRAM fam to Utah in 2016. Dr. Dave has given over 500 presentations around the globe, including the United Nations and a TEDx talk in Florida. In 2019, he launched LifeJourneyOn.com, a digital platform to improve employees' personal and family lives and boost productivity at work. Dave, welcome to the show. Hey, Kenneth, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Do I do I need to call you Doctor Dave, or can I just call you Dave? I feel like you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I Dave, feel we're, after we're a buddies. Few, yeah, I feel like after a few LinkedIn messages and a couple emails, and now a quick conversation that we're friends enough where I could just call you Dave. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, let's talk about. Uh, the the family culture and and how you kind of got into because you're obviously clearly an expert on on family relationships and so forth. How did it kind of lend itself to the workplace culture in the work that you do? Yeah, Kenneth, it's kind of funny how I I got involved in this area. It was actually uh, several years ago. I I did the shortest study of my career. It was just two questions, two questions, and over 2,000 people of all ages and backgrounds. And these are the two questions I asked. I asked, if I died tomorrow, what I would miss the very most would be, and then I just wanted people to fill in the blank with just, you know, one or two words, whatever first came to their minds. And the second question, it was somewhat related. And it was if, uh, to me, life is all about, and then fill in the blank. Again, you know, with just one or two words. And it was interesting to, as I reviewed their, their answers. So to that first question, if I die tomorrow, it was a whopping 86% said something about family relationships, right? My spouse or my, my children. Uh, the second question to me, life is all about about 45% said life is about family. About 23% said happiness, 11% helping others, and another 11% said life is about the journey, the experiences. But you know what? It, what I guess hit me most, Kenneth, was that less than 2% said anything related to money or work right now and that that isn't to say that money or work you know it, it can't it's not meaningful or not engaging i love my job right i get paid sure. to answer you know research questions like this but that's really kind of where it started out was like oh wow life is really about about family and about relationships and, and sure you know we get this enjoyment from work so that's really kind of where things started with all of this was uh was really for most people life is about family yeah yeah no that's it's a great point and it reminds me 
of of Stephen Covey. Actually, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Stephen Covey's work, going back to Seven Habits of, of Highly Effective People. I I refer to some of his work in my presentations and have done it on this show in the past. It's a shame that that he's no longer with us. But I remember, and I don't remember exactly what book it was. It might have been Seven Habits, but he said nobody on their deathbed ever wishes they spent more time at work <laughs> mm, right yeah I'm a, I'm a big Covey fan as well we just lost another uh, you know legend in Clayton Christensen mm. uh, man just the influence and he had you know a similar type of of messages uh, you know how are you going to measure your life and it's really about the the relationships right that and that's what really life is about for most people so that's really what got me involved in it. you know as a family scholar that's my passion is strengthening family relationships and as I started looking at the research, as human beings, we really have three, three critical, these three essential needs. And they're the needs of, of safety, you know, physical mm-hmm. and emotional safety, satisfaction, and connection. We're all born with this, you know, longing for belonging and this, this craving for connection with other people. Mm-hmm. And so with those needs in mind, so I was driving down. I-15 not too long ago, I'm passing numerous billboards and I look up and I see some of the messages and they, and they really stand out to me as a family scholar because they, they, a lot of them said, welcome to the family, right? From mm-hmm. banks and car dealerships, furniture stores that said, welcome home. Or mm-hmm. another one, a car dealership said, think family. And I started to think, now that's interesting. Now, why would businesses use family in marketing messages? Mm-hmm. And, and that's when it started to occur to me that maybe businesses, you know, the workplaces, they can meet these same three fundamental needs that families have traditionally met. Perhaps safety, satisfaction, and connection can be met in the workplace as well. And so that's when I really started thinking, hmm, maybe, you know, we're onto something here. So, so I decided to check out, um, you're familiar with Inc.com, right? Yes. They do this survey of these top top workplaces in, in the nation, you know, each year for the last couple of years, they're doing it again this year. And uh, so in 2019, they surveyed more than 139,000 employees across the United States. They all rated their workplace and 346 came out on top. Mm-hmm. And, and so I want to know, you know, what is it? that makes these a top workplace, you know, why do they stand out as, as a great place to work? And so I, again, right. Being this nerdy scholar that I am, I, I started to look at each of their, each of their 100 word summaries. So they get only get 100 words. Each of these businesses do mm-hmm. to describe why we think we're a great place to work. And I started to look at each of these 100 word summaries and I saw these themes, these words. I did this word analysis mm-hmm. and I couldn't believe what I discovered. The top 15 words used to describe, you know, why they're a great place to work. They aligned precisely with these same three fundamental needs of, of safety, satisfaction mm-hmm. and, and connection. So that was really, then I'm like, oh my goodness, this is the secret sauce mm-hmm. to being a, a great workplace a great work culture is meeting the three needs and treating employees like family wow you know doc i'm gonna call you doc because <laughs> because yeah. that was a, that was a doctor level level answer and you're, you're speaking my language because i talk all the time about brand culture and strategy alignment and in, in part of the foundation of that is that you can't brand yourself, you can't message yourself out there 
as a family-oriented business and then have a culture whereby people have an experience, customers have an experience where it, it truly does not feel like family. Um, it's, it's, it's a complete disconnect on a much blunter level. It's, it's a complete lie. And I, I say you can't have a, a great brand without a culture that's going to support it. Uh, a better way of putting it is, is my tagline is creating environments where employees actually want to come to work and customers want to keep coming back. And if you have employees that don't want to come to work, if they're sitting around on Sunday night and they're, they're sick to their stomach because they have to come in in the morning, it's very, very difficult to create an environment, almost impossible, where customers actually want to come back to that experience. I always joke with, with, with potential clients, at least have it where your employees are apathetic about coming to work. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yes. I, I, I love this, what you're, what you're talking about, because it's not only, you know, important, it, this is this is the main thing because right. I, I give you an example. I have a niece. I have a niece who just switched jobs for this exact same reason. She loved, you know, what she did and she, you know, even some of her coworkers, but man, it was the management and she never once, I asked her, did you know, did you ever, um, did your manager or boss ever come up to you and personally tell you, thank you, express gratitude, you know, appreciation? Never, not once. It was just the stifling environment and culture and and so it's it's everything it's everything to employees it, it really is uh on a couple of levels uh, i love what you're saying and, and this is a great conversation because we're coming to the same thing with different angles you as is a, a family relationship professional and expert and me as a, as an mba um a professional consultant in business and we're coming to the same place in that you know many people say they don't leave uh jobs they leave managers and, and even more so i i think they leave cultures and also the the mantra that i've been on for the last year or so um and i yell this from the mountaintop i even changed the uh opening of this show because i used to say you know how we can better engage our teams and I don't think engagement is even enough today. We went, you know, in the 80s and 90s, we went from communication and that, you know, we're going to communicate with our employees. You know, we're not going to, we don't care if they're happy about it or not, but they're going to know exactly what we're doing, how we're going to screw them along the way. But they're, they're not going to be surprised, but, you know, they're, they're going to know what's going to happen, but they may not be happy about it. And then after the Great Recession, everything was about engagement of, you know, trying to, you know, have picnics and, you know, have them be happy at work and so forth. But I don't think that's enough today. I think we have to go to complete involvement, you know, whereby we say, you know what, you do the job, you own the job. In fact, you had a great idea, you know, here's a budget, you know, you, you pick the team and you run with it. And if you need my help as a manager or executive, I'm here to help you. Yeah, but you're going to be involved. You're going to run with it. Yeah, I love that. That principle, and you know what? It resonates with me as a family scholar because one of the purposes, someone once said, one of the purposes of parenting is to help children get what they want Mm -hmm. in ways that you feel good about. And so it's empowering children. And right here, it's empowering employees to, hey, I want you to be creative. I want you to use your gifts, your talents in this area. Here's some, you know, and you may mess up. Oh, do kids mess up? They do all the time. 
but they learn from it, they grow, but when they have this autonomy to be mm -hmm. creative in a, in a fun environment, oh my goodness, yeah, the, the sky's the limit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I have to ask, and I alluded to this right before we started the show, now a word from our sponsor, Bader Training and Consulting. Do you have a specific brand, culture, or strategy problem in your business? Maybe you know something's wrong, but you don't necessarily know exactly what the problem is. Well, BTC offers periodically 15-minute free strategy sessions. They're completely complimentary. We give you a tip that you can implement in your business that's going to help your brand, culture, or strategy in that 15-minute call. And it's not a 15-minute sales call. It is a deep dive into a specific issue that you may be having at your unique business. To schedule a 15-minute strategy session, go to www.btcinc.net and go to the Contact Us page. Simply put in your information, and in the comments, all you need to do is put strategy session and we will contact you about scheduling your unique 15-minute strategy session to help your unique business. For years, I've talked about um, the differences and the need to kind of understand the dynamics of a family culture versus a team culture. And it's been my theory, I probably haven't done any uh, university level research on it or anything, but just from experience and, and from talking to a number of other thought leaders, it's my theory that, that businesses generally uh, gravitate to more of a family culture or a team culture. And also I see as businesses grow, they kind of start as family, you know, Hey, we're all in this together. You know, we're going to make this work. We're a startup, you know, we're, we're small, but you know, Hey, we're a family and we're going to, we're going to all get together. You know, even though, you know, some, somebody might come in late or another person might be a little bit of an issue, you know, we're not getting rid of anybody cause we're all family. We're all together. And then as the business grows and becomes a larger brand, a large organization, there's a need for more structure. There's a need for uh, more systems. And then we go into what's more of a team culture where, you know, we, whether we like you or not, we're, we're trying to achieve a certain goal. And that is the important aspect of our business. It's not saying that we can't still have some family aspects to a team culture, but I kind of see that change. I want to hear your take on that. Is that something that you see as well, or is there any credence to that in the work that you do? Uh, or am I completely off base? You can tell me that too. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, actually I, I'm not my head, head here because I'm in, in complete agreement. And even within families, there's what's, what's called enmeshed families where it's, it's almost too close. You know, we don't get out. We don't do anything on our own. We do everything and too much um, as a family. And so I think there is some lines. And so when I, when I talk about family culture, yeah, I'm not, uh, not the type that's okay. This is family, you know, family first. This is important. We're not going to fire anybody and Oh, everything's okay. If you mess up, 
there's still expectations, even in strong right. families, there's expectations, there's consequences, right? We take away privileges for, for family members when rules or expectations, when things are, are not met. And I see, I think the same thing carries over into this team culture. Interesting that you, you mentioned the word team because go back to these, these 15 words that I found that were used most frequently sure. in, uh, in these top workplaces culture was number one, right? Use 325 times. Team was actually number two. And those two words, team and culture dominated their descriptions. The third was, was people. Fourth was values. And, and number nine was family. So family's still in there. So they kind of, you know, it's a family feel where we treat each other like family. And I think what a lot of people mean by that is that you know, there's kindness, there's gratitude, right? But we recognize people. People feel feel cared for here, yeah. And so they feel that they're part of something bigger, and they have this vision. But it's not this. It's still not family. And I so I think we're we're singing the same tune here. Yeah, yeah. I th- it's it seems like we've said the same thing, but with different words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like he's. They kind of different background and experiences. I'm coming from a, from a family, yeah, scholar perspective. And so that's why I thought, huh, this is interesting that the business world is using, hey, that's my term. This is my field, right? right. This, this families. But I do think that um, successful families can be a model for successful mm-hmm. businesses. So I, I think that it makes sense that the businesses would do well to actually learn from, from yeah. flourishing families and some of the, the principles yeah, that come from that. Yeah. And I, and I think too, you know, sound relationships are just sound relationships at the end of the, at the end of the day, whether it's, we're talking yes. family, we're talking friendships, we're talking business partnerships, we're talking colleagues. You know, at the end of the day, relationship principles are relationship principles. And, you know, to, yes. to, to give two quick examples, you know, going back to Stephen Covey, you know, he talked about in several of his books how his family had a family mission statement, um, mm-hmm. you know, much like businesses do. Um, case in point, my wife and I, every January, we set goals for the year. You know, we don't have any kids or pets or anything like that. We just, the two of us set goals for what we want to achieve in, in a particular year. And that's much more business-like than family-like. Um, so mm. I, I think that the point that I'm making is, is sound principles are just simply sound principles. <laughs> is that a good way of putting yes, it? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Because, I mean, you talk about, yeah, you, it's, some people call it a family council, right? Mm-hmm. Steve Covey, or family discussion where we get together right. and we talk about what's going on. Maybe some struggles, okay, you know, some problems or yeah. things that are not going well. Let's fix those. Same things happen in the work and good, you know, solid workplaces and cultures that people feel like they can share, openly share, and not feel punished, you know, or have right. a suggestion box even or someplace where they can share things. Another one is 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 fun. Right. I know happy families, they're, they have this fun that there's laughter, but there's still some, you know, still some rules. Again, I remember, so I visited one of these top workplaces, right? Mm-hmm. I, I visited several of these just because I wanted to get a feel, you know, they say their top workplace. I want to know what that's like. Right. I remember being taken on a, on a tour of this, of one of these top workplaces. So I'm, I'm on this tour and about halfway through, there's a Nerf football that comes whizzing by this mm-hmm. HR director that I'm on the tour with, comes whizzing by his head and Suddenly, an employee, he tosses me in her football and he says, you know, pelt him in the back. And I'm, I'm this guest. I'm like, what, what do I do? So I go, I go along with it and I just drill him in the back. And before I know it, 
three Nerf footballs were being thrown across this room, right, from team member to team member. I, I could hardly believe, you know, what was happening. This is a, this is a really successful workplace, one of these top yeah. workplaces. But the HR director, he was right in the middle of it. And he knew every employee by name. He, you know, yeah. He's dishing out high fives and fist bumps. And he knew every, over 400 employees, he knew everyone by name. They ate lunch together. They hung out. They had a gym there, right? It's one of these nicer places. But they did all that together. It was none of this, yeah. you know, hey, you're out of line. But they, so they had fun, but they balanced it, of course, to, to get the work done. But so I, I think that's one example of fun, you know, strong families, they have yeah. fun, they do activities together and work, workplaces I witnessed at first hand, they're doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing, you know, for every, and I've heard of, of organizations and seen organizations like that, you know, one that actually has the Nerf guns and they start shooting them at people. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, for every, for every one of those where they actually allow that and have the fun, there's 10 others that are worried about a workman's comp issue. <laughs> if the, if the Nerf bullet yeah, you know, yeah, gets yeah, high right. or somebody falls off a chair <laughs> while doing it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah we same thing happens to the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kids yeah. Fall off, neighbor kids on <laughs> trampolines or whatever <laughs> you'll shoot you you shoot your eye out yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so you, you do have to to balance that but i think the principle is that yeah that they have there's humor that there's play that there's fun uh that it's not just the stifling oh here they come hurry put that away. yeah it's not this feeling like i'm i'm getting caught um but yeah it's this this kind of this freedom um to, to enjoy enjoy your work that you do enjoy the people you're working with yeah, and I think I think if you have a foundation where where the employees, especially you know that that base of the org chart, you know, kind of defines what the fun is. Because to some, mm -hmm. you know, that fun, you know, really is you know pelting somebody upside the head with a Nerf football. Um, and others, you know, that just isn't fun. Uh, but yeah. it's but yeah. it's a, but it's about defining what that enjoyment level is. And, and being able to adhere to that day to day so that, that people do want to come to work. Um, yeah, I, I think of, you know, some of these organizations, in fact, I, I saw a list in one particular industry of the top 50 cultures, top 50 places to work in, in this particular industry. And it was ironic because I knew about five or six of them. And there about there there were a couple of those that were kind of of the Nerf football variety, um, mm -hmm. and there were a couple that I knew were very very much subdued and low key compared to that example. Uh. But I but I knew that they had a very strong culture. And then there were a couple on there where I'm like, okay, why are these even on the list? Because when I walk in there. <laughs> Everybody looks pissed off, and nobody seems to want to be there. And I and I and I know yes. the revolving door on their HR department. So how did we how did we yeah. come up with this? How did how do they make the list? Right? Yeah, yeah. But you bring up a good point, and and again, I'll come back to family, my field, and that some with some families, it is man, we're just like huggers, and we do a lot yeah. of fun things and activities together. Others are going to plays or musicals. Right. And so with right. each culture, the, the feel is going to be di a little bit different. But I think for managers and leaders is to get their input. Hey, you know, let us know what kind of culture you want, what kind of experiences you want, right. what's important to you and listening to them. And then, yeah. But, it, it, you know, cultures really are defined in, in my mind by experiences. Yeah. They're, they grow by experience, by experience. So it's really the small and simple things that are going on 
that create this big word called workplace culture. Right. It's it's the a text, right? I know CEOs who text mm-hmm. personalized text from the CEO or, or director, um, new employees, right? On their one week yep. or their one month mark, they send them a personalized text, checking in, hey, so grateful you're part of the team. You know, what can I do? My door's open. Or managers that take them out to lunch and get to know your family, your interests, and, and and so they they really have this genuine, sincere care sure. for the individual, just just like a family would do, right? I take my kids out on, on daddy-daughter, dairy queen dates, my son out to get a frosty and just talk right. and connect, yeah, at a personal personal level. And then he's much more open to my my uh, my teaching or even correction when I right. have that relationship first. Yeah, exactly. You you hit on so many things, but one in particular, you, you said the magic word, which is experience. And, you know, I've got a whole nother show, which my audience knows, uh, branding the experience and where we talk about, you know, creating that experience for customers, members, or, or clients. And one of the things I stress at the very beginning of that presentation when, uh, when I do that out in, in, in the world is that it's almost impossible to create an experience for your customers if you haven't created an experience for your employees first. It's almost mm. impossible. Uh, I've seen it done. Uh, but you know what? In order to do that without creating a positive experience for your employees, it's damn expensive. Um, mm, I've seen it yeah. done, but but you know what? You, you've got that constant revolving door. You have a cult instead of a culture. You know, people are forced mm. to 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 do things in a in a positive way. Um, and you know what? I, I see these businesses. There's only been a couple that I've seen that have been able to pull that off. Uh, but it's darn expensive because I know the severance checks that they're paying out so they don't get sued. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's expensive. And the emotional toll, I mean, to work in that right. stifling environment, yes, yes, I'll obey, and yep, we'll do this, but it's it's fake because really I'm a believer that we can really do any behavior in only one of two ways, right, with our hearts in it and our hearts not in it. We can say right. thank you to a boss and, and our heart's not in it or thank you, the same word, same tone, but it's, yeah, it's where, where our heart is. Right, right. So as, as in doing your work and, and we're looking forward to your TEDx talk and you've done 500 presentations and I'm upset that out of those 500 presentations, I've yet to see one of them. So I'm looking forward to watching that TEDx talk when it comes out. Yeah. Uh, in fact, in yeah. fact, this is for, you know, the, it actually just came out. Um, and I haven't watched it yet, but uh, I promise you I will because I'm having a great conversation with you. Um, in your travels, as you see uh, cultures that just aren't quite right or when people ask, you know, is there something that I can do? Is there one number one thing? I know there's no quick fix, but is there, no, there's, is there one number one thing that you suggest that a business can do to improve or begin improving their culture right away? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a great question. Cause yeah, all kinds of things, you know, that they can, yeah. they can be doing. I come back, I come back to my fam, family scholar uh, hat on. And that is one of the big things is genuinely listening, genuinely yeah. listening, being open to employees. And then two things that I think that strengthens marriages quicker than anything. Mm-hmm. Kindness yeah. And gratitude, simple acts of random little acts of kindness 
and expressions of of gratitude it's amazing it's amazing how how uh important those are i, I remember one survey said 81 percent of employees surveyed said they would work harder for a grateful boss mm-hmm. and when i thought that wow that right there someone that is genuinely comes up and says man you guys knocked out a little sticky note a text an email uh you know pat on the back coming in and talking to them letting them know how grateful you are 35 percent report never being thanked by a manager in another wow. study so I, I i like gratitude i like kindness um when i talk about it in, in workplaces there's these 10 characteristics of strong families and i talk about how they spill over gratitude and, and kindness are, are at the top of my list for those for sure yeah yeah no i Completely agree with you, and uh, I certainly agree with you on the kindness. Um, I know I'm doing a lot better on my second marriage with the kindness than I did on my first one. Uh. At least, at least I'm learning as I as I get older. Uh, but the gratitude yeah. as well. I I, I spend uh, a lot of time working in the entrepreneurial world and solopreneurs. And yeah, that can be a very, very tough climb. And I've heard this from a number of thought leaders that that gratitude is one of those things that will get you through that rather than getting into even personally into your own negative thinking to actually sit and think, well, what am I grateful for? And and it actually changes your whole attitude and, and instantly, and I found this myself, almost instantly makes you more productive. Just that, that feeling and that thought in and of itself. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big positive psychology fan. I love kind of the happiness uh, movement. This research uh, backs happy hacks, really, is what's going on. Yeah. Um, and Kenneth, when I talk about, I talk about this positivity pyramid. If I can talk about that for a minute, because Please, this is, I think goes along with what we're what we're talking about. In my mind, at the very bottom of this is this, and and I I call introspection or or even self reflection. But even as a manager, even as an employee, as a parent, as a person, how am I doing right in these basic areas? And this can this relates to, you know, diet and sleep and exercise, yeah. just this happy, which all influences are happy. If I'm personally not in a good place, it's going to spill over in these employees, my managers, the my spouse, whoever, they're going to get the brunt of it. So if, uh, that's mine in my mind is it this base of this positivity pyramid. The, the next level up in my mind is, is connection. So we got introspection, we have connection. It's mm-hmm. connecting with, with people, whether it's my partner, right? My coworkers, my manager, if it's a, a CEO connecting, doing those things that build connection, because it, I think we all know if we try to teach something to somebody, or if right. we try to, to correct somebody, and if we don't have a relationship with them, the moment we walk away, they're going to roll their eyes, they're going to elbow their neighbor, they're going to make a snarky remark, and do the opposite just to tick us off, right? right? So I think that that connection, that connection piece is next. So introspection, then connection, then action. I, I call it action because I think that they have to, to live what they're saying. But they've right. got to be the ones that lead out first. If, if we say our culture is about this, this, and this, then I better be living those things. So yep. action is the next step. Um, up above action is direction. So, and that's, you know, the teaching. We do, do a better job of teaching. We'll do less correction in my mind. We'll still need it. Mm-hmm. But if we, we do a better job of, of direction and teaching, and then up at the top is correction. So in my mind, it's introspection, connection, action, direction, and then up at the top is correction. We'll do, we'll do less of that. And when we, when we do do it and we have a connection, then people are more open to it. 
to the correction that we that we give. So it, that's I love that that idea of this positivity pyramid, starting right. with myself, connecting with others, being an example, being able to to be a good teacher, and then correct when necessary. Yeah, yeah, great, great stuff, Dave. You know, we could go easily for another hour. Um, and I, of course, uh, reserve the right to bring you back on this show or one of my other shows because you'd be great on those too. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but for the time being, last, last question I have for you today is how can our audience best find you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they can find, uh, more, find out more about me and, and what I do from drdaveshram.com. It's the DR, so drdaveshram.com, and they can, yeah, there's my speaking website then is, is more information about that, the lifejourneyon.com information um, where they can learn more about yeah, what I'm doing, providing this online platform for for businesses for individuals to help them flourish in in all areas of their life so yeah so drdaveshram.com awesome awesome stuff doc you know thank you so much for being on the show it's been a distinct pleasure yeah thanks so much for having me nope very welcome make sure you go and check out uh, dr dave's information because it's truly spot on and for now thank you to all of you for listening to cool culture corner and as always, here's hoping that you have a cool culture corner at your unique business. Take care. <laughs>